Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I am your host, Max Mosier, here today on a Disney Plus build weekend. We are talking all things Disney news from the Disney Investor Day. And to do that with me today is somebody I haven't seen in a while, but I'm grateful he's here. Infinity Bro, Jarrett. Jarrett, how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be back. It's been a while, and I feel like you've struck gold with this one, Jared. This this is one of those episodes that we might get some people coming out of nowhere to listen to us because they're going to want to hear people's reactions to this news. Um, are are you nervous? Were you overwhelmed? How did you feel? What was your overall feeling from the investor day yesterday? It was one of those things where, like, have you ever had like the perfect Christmas? where you open one gift and it's like, wow, this is exactly what I wanted. And the next gift is exactly what you wanted. And you're like, at some point, this has got to run out and I'm just going to get socks. But like, we never got socks through this whole thing. Um, I I think it was so hard to keep up with like, what was the most exciting thing currently at the moment? Because it was all good news. Um, There was, I don't think there was anything that I was really scoffing at. So yeah, man, it was crazy. Like as you were feeding it to us, because you, I think you were the only one of us watching it live. Uh, I was busy taking care of some uh, stuff at home and you know getting the dishes done and whatever. And you're like feeding me this drip feed of like all the news, and I'm like, okay, I gotta stop what I'm doing. Check this out. There's there's so many new trailers that are dropping. There's so much information. So I I did. I set everything by the side. I parked myself on the couch and I just soaked it all in. And man, I've been like riding that high for the past day. Yeah, it was interesting. So for those that have never listened to our show before, we are a group of six friends that uh, rotate on this show. We also do some Twitch stuff as well. We won't bore you with that right now. But long story short is I I was the only one available yesterday to kind of sit and watch this bad boy. Started at 4.30, Jarrett. It did not get done until 7 p.m. I was watching for the Star Wars and Marvel news, obviously, given the content that you, the listener, are listening to. And I kept hearing on Twitter and reading on Twitter, hey, 5.30 p.m., 5.30 p.m. is when they're going to show it. 5.30 p.m. rolls around. They're on the National Geographic stuff, and I'm glued into what they're talking about with National Geographic. This was a remarkable feat. Jared, I know you didn't get to watch it, but as somebody who watched it before we kind of break down the news bit by bit, I have to tip my hat to Disney because somebody made this great point too, Jared, on Twitter that I got to highlight. This to them was better than D23 because they needed to do the investor day already. That was already built into their calendar. This is a way where they could financially do this and market themselves really well. They were obviously very wise to put Marvel on the back end because they knew that was what was going to get the most reaction online. But it was, it was a remarkable feat, Jared. I, I think they did a great job. We're going to break down all of it, obviously, on this show. But I I was impressed. And for two and a half hours, I was taking care of my kid, giving him a bath, feeding him dinner. And, and, you know, he's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. And I'm listening to this as we're kind of going throughout the evening. And I was impressed. I I think this is one of the better things. And we are entering the golden age of streaming era. And it's interesting to see what's going to come from this. This may be your first time listening to our show, so before we dive into things, we want to make sure that you are familiar with our rating system. So we're going to go ahead and put that right here. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. 
If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Step. Also, too, we are going to talk some spoilers for things that we've heard. Um, in particular, for Hawkeye, we're going to talk some spoilers of the most recent Mandalorian episode, potentially. Um, so if there's just any spoilers that you're worried about in regards to that, we're just going to give you a spoiler bumper warning right here as well. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. Have you watched any of this thing before we go into this news? Or did you I just like read it? Did you read it like a, a Twitter chunk? It's yeah, I, I was catching Twitter as it was happening. Um, I caught a couple CNN articles after the fact, but yeah, nothing live. Yeah, it, it's pretty remarkable what Disney's been able to do this year. Obviously, 2020, the year of COVID that no one will ever forget. Disney comes out right out the gate, basically in the first 10 minutes, and says, We're developing 10 new Marvel series and 10 Star Wars series for Disney Plus. They also gave the prerequisite on it, Jarrett. We're doing quality pursuit versus quantity pursuit. There's a couple bits of this story that I'm like, okay, well, whatever with that. Like, in particular, with the reality yeah. TV news, I, I rolled at that a little bit. However, mm-hmm. that is something that it appears as a company they've made a collective shift. That is part of their mission statement moving forward or their vision. Very fascinating. Did you buy that vision when you heard this news i think so people are saying like they're just throwing everything at everything at the wall and making it stick especially when it comes to um marvel and, and uh star wars right like yes they are releasing a lot of stuff i think they're still they're still paying dues where it needs to be i still think they're going to do this responsibly so i think it is both i think it's quality and quantity because you look at like what's carrying disney right now the big thing is Mandalorian and then people catching nostalgic movies from their past, right? Other than that, Disney Plus doesn't have much, right? They have a few uh, interesting things like The World According to Jeff Goldblum and a few originals, but like not much on the docket. So when they announced all this, to me, it wasn't like, oh man, they're doing so much in such little time. It's like, no, we didn't scoff when Netflix did this. We don't scoff when HBO does this. Disney is just doing what Disney does and they're doing it well. And I think the the teams that they're bringing on, right, and we'll talk more about the news of the different directors and stuff that's coming into this, but, like, I don't think they're doing this halfway. I think they're really paying respect to uh, the material that they're working with, and I, I think it is genuinely quality. Yeah, I, I think the pursuit is quality, too. I think the only difference where I would disagree with you on this is I do think this was overwhelming in terms of information, and I do think this is a reaction to 2020. I'm not mad about it because – like the HBO Max news, this is a win for the consumer. Anything that's a win for the consumer, I'm all about if you listen to this show. Uh, interesting, too, they haven't had a big international market presence, Jarrett. And that's something they really highlighted with what they're going to call Star. And that's essentially for places like Latin America, Europe, over anywhere overseas, India. This is where they're going to put these Hulu movies that they have on Hulu, obviously for the United States. This is where they're going to put that Fox catalog. We talked about it last week in our Little Bits segment, which is basically our Rumors segment. And we wondered, Mark and I, will it be called 18 Plus, Disney 18 Plus? This was a big rumor going around prior to this event. And I think Star is a way better name. I think, I I don't know if they changed it because of that. (laughs) I think, but for international markets, it's pretty incredible. Here's some numbers for you, Jarrett, real quick. 
Disney had hoped to make 60 to 90 million subscribers to Disney Plus. They got to 86.8 million. Keep in mind, guys, this is one year of Disney Plus being in existence. Well, and the perfect time to release it, too. Their goal of doing this was 2024, Jared. They broke it by three years. To compare it to Netflix, Netflix is 190 million approximately, okay? After one year, it has 86.8 million. We talked about that. They're changing their projections. I would assume they're going to shoot for over 100 moving forward. I think they're going to get it given the news they announced today. And they're really, where I really want to start with this is we're going to start with the air quotes boring news. Because if you came here for this, obviously, you're, you're, you're looking for us to talk about Marvel and Star Wars and stuff. And we're going to get to that. But I want to talk about Hulu and FX for a little bit. Hulu is an OG streaming service, Jarrett. It's been around for a while. It really has been a lifeline for people who don't have cable but want to keep going with specific shows. I know How I Met Your Mother was big on it. Family Guy is big on that network. FX shows have become big on it, like Atlanta and Devs. Um, for Scott Higa, one of our buddies on the Christian Nerd Podcast, what we do in the shadows is big to him for FX. And FX uh, went and they they kind of gave their, their spiel, obviously, like everybody else did, Jared. What was really interesting was that they said all of their movies, all of their products, all of their TV shows, it's actually TV shows, not movies, excuse me, on IMDb are ranked higher than 7.5 out of 10 stars, and on Rotten Tomatoes are averaging 86%. What do you think of that? Man, I mean, like, talk about a success story. It's interesting because, like, you know, I was one of those that was like, I'm absolutely not buying cable. I don't see the, I don't see the reasoning for it. And yet, like, I'm invested in FX. I'm invested in Hulu. I'm invested in Disney Plus. And like, I've yet to regret that. I think it's one of the signs of our generation is like, I want to watch the movies that I want to watch. I don't want to sit through commercials. And if I got to pay whatever to do that, and and FX has continued to put out quality. You know, I mean, there's, like you said, these these critics are loving it and obviously the fans are loving it or they wouldn't be investing in it right now alien the hit series the hit movie series is getting an fx show from noah hawley the showrunner of essentially the two biggest fx shows fargo and legion what do you think of that news Jarrett? i think that's awesome i think that's one of those franchises i know prometheus was pretty hit or miss with a lot of people and i i there's a lot to be said about that, and I won't get into that because I think we've got more important things to talk about. But the fact that the Alien universe is getting a second look in the form of this TV series, I think is going to do more justice to the series than Prometheus did because there's a lot to be explored in that universe, and, and you really want to focus on the aliens. I don't care about any of the rest of this crap. It's not really what we're here for. We want the actual aliens. We want that you know horror story in space kind of thing, that feeling of like, at any moment, this can jump out us in the hallway. And I think that sort of long-form uh, media style that you can do with a TV series is much more suited for this, uh, especially for those of us who are binging things like um, uh, Lovecraft Country, right? And and Watchmen and all these different series that are doing this sort of thing. Obviously, you know, not in space, but doing it well. Uh, and the fact that they're going to take this and run with it with the series that we already know. Um, granted, I'm a little weary because every time somebody brings up terminator i'm i'm terrified of what what's going to happen with that but like we've seen people take back these series and do them well watchmen is the perfect example well i think we're looking at star wars too die hard fans who are great at what they do filoni noah hawley um the directors of watchmen jj abrams 
I think this is this is a great example of this is the right person to take it. And if any bro Zane would tell you Legion's a six out of six, I have no qualms saying that on his behalf. I have not watched Fargo. I believe Infinity Bro Mark has. Ironically, he's from there. Um, I, I, I would say that this is an, this is incredible news because to me, FX is kind of the um, ugly duckling of the group. People don't realize how great a value that pro, that that organization had when Fox was acquired by Disney. That was my concern, Jarrett, was that FX was going to be gone. And there's so many great products on that that I, I just really – I mean, we've only highlighted a couple, but there's some really great stuff there that I think people need to dive into more. Uh, Disney Plus is going to increase their pricing to $8 a month starting in March, Jarrett. So if you're a Disney Plus user, just know you're going to have a dollar per month increase for this stuff because it's that's when it's really all going to hit. They're offering a new bundle, though, Jarrett, for people that are new, that are on the fence, that weren't in Disney plus before that weren't watching the Mandalorian or borrowing somebody else's account. Disney will offer Disney plus ESPN plus and ad free Hulu in one bundle for $19 a month sometime in mid January. If customers bought those services on their own, the total cost would be five ninety eight more per month. You're saving six bucks by doing the bundle. I don't do the bundle right now. I'm going to probably switch to the bundle after this simply because of what they're going to be doing with Hulu and, and obviously through star internationally. I'm pretty impressed with this, Jared. I give this news. I, I give the FX news a five out of six. I do wish they were giving us a little more. I think aliens a great start. I want to see more, but I also know that FX has a strong, strong, strong commitment to quality. They are yeah, not absolutely. lying when they say that at FX um, it, it, side note, a show that I love that I watched this year was devs. I gave it a five out of six. I still hold to that. A remarkably deep, dense show, but I think it's worth it if you are a critical, deep thinker and you enjoy good science fiction. Jared, have you watched Devs yet? I have not, no. You need to watch it, Jared. It's right up your alley. I'm telling I'll check you. check it out. I, I'm telling you, dude. It's got Nick Offerman in it. Fair enough. Ron, Ron Swanson himself is in it. Uh, let's get to Luke Lucasfilm. You ready, Jared? I'm ready. Buckle are you nervous? Down. Are you nervous? I'm nervous. All right. Let's punch it, Chewy. Here we go. Kathleen Ch- Kennedy. Presented everything coming out with Star Wars. Now, I'm going to provide a link in the show notes, Jared. I took a picture of this. I'm going to show it to you, actually, on my phone real quick. And so, uh, just a quick side note about Mandalorian. Mandalorian, um, uh, you know, the big question is, who is the Jedi that Grogu is going to be seeing? And you'll notice, Jared, can you see? Oh, hold on. Let me turn my camera on for you, Jared. You'll notice on this picture with her, that there are just a lot of characters there. But did you see that in the, in the bottom left-hand or right-hand corner, Mace Windu gets a very big picture. I can't even remotely see your screen, my dude. Oh, hold on real quick. Give I trust you on this. All I'm, I'll, put, I'll put a link in the show notes. All I'm saying is it was every major character in the Star Wars universe up to this point, And Mace Windu was right next, right sta- like next to Grogu. And he just had a really big picture. I'm starting to buy the vibe that it's Mace Windu that the Jedi is going to be, um, Jared. Just that's a total side note, but I felt like that was them kind of saying like he's coming back a little bit. Um, I would love that. I don't know who do you think it is going to be. Real quick before we go, we jump into this news. My my whole thing is like I think it is going to be Ahsoka. Um, now, granted, like she's like, oh, I can't train him. I, I think it's either going to be her or it's going to be. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. The the main character from. Um, Rebels. But either way, I think it's one of those two. 
I think they're playing coy with us and trying to make us guess. But if it is Mace Windu, I'm all for that. Absolutely. What is your ranking of Kathleen Kennedy's handling of Star Wars so far? I think... Oh man, that's a that's a big ask. Okay. Oh, I'm oh Jared, this is only beginning. I've got a ton of questions like this coming your way. I know, I know, absolutely. And like it's honesty hour about Star Wars. Star Wars fans are Star Wars fans are one of two things, right? They're they're fiercely loyal, but they're also pretty toxic at times. Um, spend five minutes on Twitter with any minority star. Star Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's rough. So saying this, knowing I'm going to get flack on the internet, I think that some of the the quote-unquote b-sides movies right uh rogue one even solo were pretty good right i I like solo more than most the sequels had potential right i think there was a lot that could have been done there i think they they suffered from a lack of unified vision and we've talked about this before and i don't think i don't think that's kathleen kennedy's fault although i do think to some degree she should recognize that mistake going forward. And I think she has with giving this to Favreau and Filoni to really uh, put their input on all this stuff. But I don't hate Kathleen Kennedy as much as Twitter and the internet hates Kathleen Kennedy. I think she's doing it the best job that she can. Um, do I think that there have been slip-ups and mistakes? Yeah, the, the whole sequels are very frustrating to me to know it. I, I asked for your rating. I asked for your rating. Okay, all right. My My official rating of Kathleen Kennedy is... Five out of six. It's it's a three out of six at best. All right. Probably more of a two out of six. And for, for a couple reasons, in my opinion. And and for those that listen, I am not the biggest Star Wars fan. I, I actually butcher Star Wars a lot of times when I come in here. I'm massively impressed with Mandalorian this season in particular. Mm-hmm. I, I think season two of Mandalorian is going to go down as one of the best seasons of TV in a long time. Uh, this What she has done... With Disney Plus has been a step in the right direction. Three out of six, I'd give her simply for Disney Plus. The sequels were garbage, but I would, I would, uh, I would agree with you, Jarrett. I, I think Rogue One was dynamite. I don't know what you're talking about with Solo, but I think Rogue One was dynamite. Um, I would give it a three out of six, but I agree. The toxicity of the Star Wars fandom is insanity. I, I feel like no matter what, like I think people are going to be excited today, right? Like I think Star Wars fans are excited today, but the micro analysis of this brand is insanity. It's insanity. Under a microscope, everybody's moves are measured and calculated and like, man, people go nuts over this. I think what you're missing that maybe some perspective that would help is like the animated series are way, 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 way better than people give them credit for. And I think they make up for a lot of the sins of the sequels. And I think that's where a lot of my Kathleen Kennedy stuff has come from. Until I see those, I can't judge them. But what I've watched, and in particular, I think where my my big qualm with her would be the third trilogy. I think that was very poorly managed, and they should have given it to one director. And I don't fault Ryan Johnson. We've talked about that, though, on the show. Jarrett, let's talk about the first two shows they talked about. Obviously, adding two new shows that are going to be coming soon, set in the timeline of The Mandalorian. We have first The Rangers of the New Republic, and then pretty much what everybody thought was going to happen after the Jedi episode of The Mandalorian, an Ahsoka series. She, Kathleen Kennedy seemed to suggest that all three of these series are going to be related. She actually said they will I don't know what the quote was. I did text our group this when I was kind of giving you guys the news. They will interconnect these three shows. 
I think that's great. I love it. I six out of six, the interconnection. Rangers of the New Republic, know nothing about it. I love it. Ahsoka, I know a little bit. I love it. Give that that's perfect amount and feed me, force feed me Mandalorian. I'm all about it. The first series is supposed to drop next Christmas of 2021. Jarrett, what's your rating of this news? I think it's a six out of six. I think people are giving obviously a lot of flack to Kathleen Kennedy for some of this stuff, but one of the biggest complaints I've seen is like man, because Mandalorian is doing so well, now they're going to milk it for everything it's worth. And like, man, do we really need another Ahsoka series? Because she's in, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels and now Mandalorian. And I say, why not, right? Like, we've seen bad Star Wars. Can't get much worse than that. Uh, it's, it's all up from here for me. And then like, announcing a new series about the Rangers of the New Republic, that's, that's something that we haven't been able to explore much, right? We don't know about that in between of uh, the end of uh, the original trilogy and then the sequels, right? That that in between is kind of a nice place to or a space to play in. It's it's also why the, Mandalorian's done so well, Jared. Absolutely, right? It's 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 filling in these blank holes and, and searching these maps, and it also has a different feel, right? This isn't a Jedi story. This isn't a Mandalorian story. It's something wholly other, and and I think that's the beauty of something like Star Wars. Is like yes, it's a space, you know fantasy opera whatever but it's also all these other things who would have thought that in 2020 we would have essentially a spaghetti western in the star wars universe that's doing this well so if you if you show me something like rangers of the new republic sure people may scoff at it on the internet in the same way that they might scoff at you know a spaghetti western in star wars but i think it's going to do well i i I see no problems with this ahsoka is a seven out of six just for that one episode right like that's that might be the greatest backdoor pilot for a show i've ever seen and rosario dawson killed it i mean she really put in the work she's she's dynamite everything about it's great the new the the rangers of the new republic just interests me as you said it's in that space that is fun to play with stay in this world stay in this timeline Mm -hmm. in this world you're doing no wrong Andor, a little sizzle reel they gave us of Diego Luna talking about his show. We obviously talked about Rogue One. I give Rogue One a five out of six. What's your rating of it, Jarrett? Yeah, I would say the same. Yeah, I think five out of six. The ending is dynamite. Great ending. Um, there's some characters that I don't really remember much. Um, but Diego Luna's character is great, and he's coming back, and I like that. How are you how are you feeling about the news of Andor coming in 2022? I love this because it's like it's kind of a darker. Star Wars, it's a little more espionage, a little more James Bond. And I kind of love that because, like, they took risks with Rogue One that they couldn't take anywhere else, and it paid off in spades. And I think playing around with this darker side of Star Wars where, like, this this morally gray area that Cassian lives in, um, I think that's going to make for interesting TV drama. Drama. I'm, I'm all in on this news. Six out of six. You talked about the animated series, Jared. I obviously haven't watched it, so I'm not going to speak on this, but Star Wars The Bad Batch an animated series about the bad batch of clones from the Clone Wars will debut exclusively on Disney+. Plus. What do you think about this, Jarrett? I think it's cool. It's like this ragtag group of misfits. And um, if this was a story that took place during the Clone Wars, I would be kind of more meh on this. I think it'd be a three out of six news. Not because they're not interesting characters, but because, again, we've seen that space. But at least from the trailers that we've seen, it looks like it has a foot in both doors where it sort of begins before Order 66 and then transitions into what happens to these clones, the, the Bad Batch clones, uh, post-Order 66 and, and the rise of the Empire, right? 
And I think for that reason alone, because of the time space that it's taking in and this sort of dramatic shift in the Star Wars universe, that pulls me right back in. I, I, I have nothing negative to say about this because it's something new and fresh and something that we've been asking for. Yeah, it's a perspective that has not been talked about in this series that does shine a light on a very important part of the history of Star Wars. I, I This is where I start to have issues, Jarrett. Not because I haven't seen the animated series and, not, and the concept is great. But my problem for Disney is I essentially have to watch the Clone Wars, I feel like, now in order to really hop in on this show. And that's kind it of... It would frust- be difficult to not... That's, yeah. th- that's frustrating for me. I don't... I, I'm not the... I, I have talked about going back to these shows simply because of Ahsoka. Right. But with all the content coming at me, obviously right now content isn't coming at me, so I guess I don't really have an excuse today. But as this starts to unveil, I have a very difficult time out of all these Star Wars products... Seeing people really care about the Bad Batch, Jared, I really do. I I think a normal consumer is going to struggle to care about this. It's a big thing because, like, you have to – that's the last season that these these guys show up in. So, like, you really can't jump in and be like, okay, I'm invested in these characters because you know nothing about the backstory. You don't even know what the name Bad Batch means or the connection exactly. to, yep. you know, 99 and, like, all this stuff. So, so to you – that means nothing and and i could understand right like this is i don't know how many seasons clone wars like seven or something and then rebels is another four i think at this point right like that's a lot to 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 try to climb that mountain i totally understand i i just i'm speaking more from the consumer i i think eventually i'll get to it just because you guys really talk it up and honestly all this star wars stuff is making me more interested than i ever have been in it which means that disney is doing its job (laughs) Side yeah, note absolutely. on on the uh, the Andor uh, oh, what the the logo. I thought the Andor logo was my favorite logo out of all the logos. Yeah, looks spicy. I, the rustic, sweet, bat battered, bruised look. I loved it. The Acolyte, a new Star Wars series helmed by Russian doll creator Leslie Headland. Have you seen Russian Doll? I have not. It's on Netflix. Gets really high ratings. IMDb, I believe it's a seven. I could go back and double check later. Uh, but it will be set in the High Republic era of the franchise, and it is also coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, tell our listeners more about this, Jarrett. So High Republic is this new thing that they're trying. Um, I'm unsure as where it, to, where it falls in the timeline because we have the Old Republic, we have the New Republic, and they're kind of being cagey with how the High Republic is. But like that's kind of a full thing that they're pushing forward in the future where we're going to get novels, we're going to get Marvel comics uh, put in the High Republic era, and we don't know anything about it. Um, I think it's cool, right? Again, like we're exploring a different side of the Star Wars timeline that we haven't seen before. It's so vague that I'm like, it's hard for me to want to get invested in this because I don't want to, again, climb that mountain of like, are these stories that I'm going to have to follow through the comic books and the novels as well? I don't know, but I'm still excited. I'd say maybe a four out of six just because I don't know enough about it. Yeah, Disney's really going to have to do a better job marketing their shows. That, that That is one thing Disney Plus has struggled with. Russia Doll got a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. I thought it was an 8, but it was a 7.9. Um, it will be a mystery thriller, is what they said. It will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers. Ooh, spooky Jarrett. In the wow, final days of the High Republic era. The money. It felt like Jeff Goldblum was saying that to us. It did. Um, on the lighter note, a droid story, a new project for Disney Plus, will feature a new hero alongside R2-D2 and C-3PO. If it's anything like BB-8, Jarrett, sign me up. 
Six out of uh, seven out of six BB-8. Love BB-8. I'm a big BB-8 fan, Jared. BB-8 is great. The little um, I, I I'm blanking on his name, but the little droid even from uh, Rise of Skywalker was pretty. Yeah, he's so well. iconic. You forgot his name. It's so iconic. Star studded. Yeah. Um, are you excited to see R2D2 and C3PO come back? Or are you like me? Hot take. This is going to be hard to hear people. I'm done with them. I'm ready to move on. Ooh. Yeah. I think they're, they're very endearing. And like, it's one of those things that like, no, we've, we've heard their story. We've seen their, their timeline. Like give us something new and fresh, right? Let those characters exist in this sort of nostalgia filled, beautiful space that we built for them. You don't have to keep telling their stories. We get it. I think R2-D2, I could, I could stand, but C-3PO, no way. Mm-hmm. I don't want any more C-3PO. Yeah. Um, the Lando series is going to be directed uh, by Justin Simeon, who created Dear White People. That was an interesting directing choice, Jarrett. I thought that was a fascinating directing choice. Um, I, would, I mean, I'm a, they didn't say that outright, but I would assume Donald Glover's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, are, are, you, are you someone that needs this show? After, I mean, you you spoke really highly of Solo a little bit of go. I don't. Lando is like okay to me, but I'm not gonna say no to Donald Glover being on a Disney Plus show. I think I'll die on this hill, but like, I think Solo is a little better than people give it credit for. I think it suffered from issues abounding, right? And like the final product, considering the amount of issues that went into production, I think the final product is better than those issues. That's um, a and great I, and fair point. I I don't think. Like, of all the people that brought that movie down, it definitely wasn't Donald Glover and it definitely wasn't Lando. Donald so, yeah, Glover, I'm, if you can get Donald Glover to, like, because that's the problem with him. he His hand is in so many pots, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's cooking so many things up. He's so talented. He's a genie fox. You know, just like, he can do so many great things. That to lock him up for this would be pretty massive, I think, for Disney. I think the consumer is going to be meh about it. I think community fans like you and I are going to be like, let's go. But I don't think people like Solo as much as you do, Jarrett. And that worries me for Lando. Four out of six for me. Four out of six. I absolutely me. understand that. And then, yeah. like, you you bring up a good point because, like, is he going to stop releasing albums? Is he going to stop doing Atlanta? Is he going to stop doing all these other things and focus on this? Hard to believe that that would be the case. Well, and they can go quick eight eight episode series, right? Like, I, I don't think it needs to be a super long, you know... <laughs> 22 episode season Jarrett I think you can knock down knock out eight episodes in in a couple weeks realistically and grind like these actors grind right but also 2020 will bring in my opinion a hard-working 2021 I think people Absolutely. are going to achieve quotas they've never achieved before <laughs> yeah I think you're gonna see All actors take on a lot next and, year yeah so I, I don't know I I'm not trying to be critical of these characters I'm trying to be realistic from the consumer perspective. Um, Star Wars Visions, an upcoming anime uh, anthology series. This is fascinating, Jarrett. Um, I I think this is a great idea. I don't have the names of the creators on here. I apologize. This is the most interesting. This was the most out there idea I felt like for Star Wars. Yeah, and I'm here for risk. it. I'm here for it. I think it's a great idea. It's different. It gives me kind of those Matrix anime vibes when that movie came out when I was a kid. I think this is a great um, medium that is not tapped into in major Western fields. And I'm really excited to see Disney do this. 
My worry is that it's going to get lost in the shuffle because I think that this is a great idea that needs to be elevated more so consumers see it. And you're, you're catching a, a theme with what I my, my feedback for Star Wars related things. What do you think of this news, Jared? I give it a six out of six. I think this is great. I think it's a new genre to explore. And like um, Star Wars fans are hardcore. Anime fans are even more so. And this is something that like we've been doing fan edits of stuff forever. Yeah, and so that's a great point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, man. It would be hard for this to be lost in the shuffle. That's a great point. That totally refutes everything I said. Ignore everything I said. <laughs> yeah, six out of six. <laughs> you win. Jarrett wins. Six out of six. Uh, I think we covered it all for Star Wars. Oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> well, we, we got Star Wars, but we also have a couple other Lucasfilms things. Let's talk about uh, Willow's coming real quick in 2022. It's going to have the uh, director of Crazy Rich Asians do the first episode. Don't know anything about Willow. Personally, I don't really care. Do you care about Willow? Okay. Uh, <laughs> James Mangold directing Indiana Jones's final adventure. It'll hit in 2022. It will have Harrison Ford back. One out of six this news. <laughs> Let it die. How can you watch Crystal Skull and like not have a bad taste in your mouth? You know, once bitten, twice shy. Once, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame. Or, you know what I mean? Like, we've been burned. Nobody wants this. Nobody's asking for this. Let's forget that Crystal Skull ever existed and just enjoy Indiana Jones in its prime. We don't Done. need Weekend with Harrison Ford, guys. Absolutely. We don't need that here. I, I, I think this is a terrible idea. I will elevate it to a 1.5 out of 6 to take it out of fan fantastic range. So that way, because James Mangold is doing it, if I'll give him half a point just because he's doing it. I respect him that much. Like, they, they I love how they, like, and you didn't watch this, Jared, but they, like, put it on the back end, and they talked about it for, like, 10 seconds, and they were done with it. Like, you could tell, like, I can even sense Disney's like, oh, we really got to do it because Harrison Ford really wants to do this. Yeah. Crystal Skull wasn't good. I feel like I I feel like this is a money grab. That's one that they will for sure put in theaters. It's hard to imagine that this couldn't this could be worse, but we'll see. Oh, it oh it could. I think it could. That's a very real chance. Yeah. I I really do think that. I I odds we get uh odds we get Shia LaBeouf back. No way. No. Yeah. No. no I think way. he's I think he's past that now. Yeah, I and he 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 has a Allegedly, he has a sexual battery charge that just came his way today. Oh, I did yeah, not. We'll talk that. about that. We'll talk about that on the next episode. <laughs> Check us out next week. Um, Jared, we, you and I talked about this, but let's just beat the drum together and fan, and just Infinity Snap. Taika Waititi's coming back to do an original Star Wars movie. Give this man every like. I don't care what it is. Just give this man projects. Do you think like he could do like if they went to a fourth trilogy, right? A hardcore fourth trilogy. Would you want him to do one of those movies? Absolutely. Especially if they have a creative director like like Favreau or something over it. Like, absolutely. If, if there was another Avengers movie, we'll call it Secret Wars, would you want him to do it? Yes. Hmm. Hard yes. Like, that's not even a question. If they did the, fi- the last battle <laughs> of the Chronicles of Narnia, <laughs> would you want him to do it? No. No! Come on! Leave, leave Narnia alone. <laughs> if, if the last Indiana Jones had Taika Waititi, would you be for it? Oh my gosh, yes I would. I would too. It'd be a 3 out of 6! 
Oh, I'd still absolutely. have issues with it, but I'd say I trust. There's only two directors that really can do that for me. It's it's him and uh, James Gunn. Yeah, that's, that's literally it. The biggest. This is the biggest. That was the biggest news for USA fan. Patty Jenkins going to yeah. do Rogue Squadron. Jared. Rogue Squadron. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Six, six out, out of six. six. And I'm going to seven out of six it. Break our own rules here today. Her trailer she put out. Oh, my God. I never knew that she was a military brat. I'm a military that brat. That was so good. Decisions. So, okay. Perfect. It I was saw a the perfect trailer. I saw the trailer on Twitter before I saw the news that she was doing Rogue One. I mean, not oh, sorry. Oh, uh, Rogue uh, Squadron? Uh, Rogue Squadron, right. So I saw this and I was like, holy cow, did they get her for Captain Marvel 2? Because the whole aesthetic oh, was very Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I was yeah. like bouncing and like, I'm like, Christian, I think Patty Jenkins is in Marvel now. And then obviously I found out it was Star Wars. But even so, like, holy cow, this is like. I think this is better that she's with Star Wars. Absolutely. I, I, I want her to stay DC. Absolutely. Yeah. Because like, I, I really do. I want her to be Wonder the. Woman. I, I want her to be one of the people that really changes DC. I really do. Fun. This is a side note from DC. But did you hear this week that she said that the Justice League movie that those directors just throw that it's not even canon to them? Yeah, I believe that. That's fair enough. That's going to make my top five. Just so people know, we're going to talk at the end of every show. We do a top five. It's going to be on my top five. I can't help it. It's so awesome. I'm so big on Patty Jenkins, Jarrett. And it's hard because all of us really like her. I, I don't know who's the biggest fan, but I, I'm in the running. I think she is so think good. She is so good. I, I cannot wait. Rogue Squadron. December, 2023 day one. We're going to be there. Absolutely. All right, let's let's take a break from the sweaty news. Let's go to some other news. Calm the heart rate a little bit. We'll come back to Marvel here in a bit, okay, Jarrett? Let's calm her down here. Okay. Okay. National Geographic. Chris Hemsworth is going to do a limitless TV show where he will push his bodies to the limits to unlock his full potential. Um two questions. One, what is left? For, for Chris Hemsworth to, like, fix in terms of his body. But two, why did Disney Plus have to do that trailer and make me, like, actually like it? Six out of six, this trailer, Jarrett. It's it's like National Geographic and, and uh, uh, reality TV mixed in one. I really, really enjoyed this trailer. I, I really liked it. Did you watch this trailer? I have not seen it. Oh, my goodness. You got to see it. It's just like and, – and that's our Thor – Right. That's that's uh, that's our yeah, Thor. Man. I really like him. I also really like um, Will Smith's show. His looks great as well. I, forgive me. I don't have the name on it on my on my rundown. There's like a million pieces of news. His looks great, too. He's like they're pushing him by having him go inside it. Like he is he's repelling down a volcano. That's great. That's and it's like there's it. like stuff exploding up and he's like, I need to get out of here. And like, I know he's going to live. But it's I'm nervous. Tense. But yeah. I'm nervous. Five out of six. That six out of six. Chris Hemsworth. He's perfect. Can we just remember? Can we just remember? Like, Chris Hemsworth was like just some guy that they brought on for Star Trek. You know what I mean? Like, like the big name was him coming in his store, and like, man, dude's crushed it ever since. Absolute great casting. And he's a family guy. I, like, he's really big about his kids. Like in the trailer, Jerry, you didn't see this, but the trailer, he's like. He's like, I really, really want to be able to hang out with my kids the rest of my life and play with my kids. I was just like, he's that's a good, awesome. that's a good dad. Like, it's wholesome. 
Absolutely. He he's a good dude. I I you, you just you just tell certain people are good people. That's one of them. I I'm really excited about this. Uh, Will Smith's show is Welcome to Earth. That's what the name of the show is. Forgive me on that. Um, I like that. Let's talk about Pixar. So Pixar obviously uh is the big news with this. The big heavy hitter is they will be doing a Lightyear movie, an origin story for the character of Buzz Lightyear, not the toy. So the voice will be Chris Evans, and it hits theaters in summer 2022. Jarrett, what is your rating of this despite Tim Allen not coming back to reprise the role? Cautiously optimistic, but still very, very unsure. Why, like, why Chris Evans? I mean, I get, like, guy's a great A actor. He's doing awesome. You know, besides the MCU stuff, it's hard to, like, discredit him for Knives Out. That movie was amazing, and his acting was phenomenal, right? He's, He's phenomenal, and that's six out of six. Do... Six out of six in that movie. Yeah, right, like, like I'm, it's hard for me to think of a Chris Evans movie that's not good, right? Like, he knocks it out of the park. Um, But why? Like, who's asking for this right now? I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm optimistic. I think I'll give it a, a four out of six, but I'm not sold. I'm going to give the movie idea a five out of six. I think it's a great idea. And they talked about it too. They said when they made the toy, they like, they said, yeah, it'd be really cool to kind of do an origin story of this character, which I think that's really cool. And I believe them, by the way. I don't think that's, I don't think that's smoke. I think they really do. Pixar is that depth filled in their pursuit of character development. So I believe this. I give this a two out of six for not bringing back Tim Allen. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it would be a one out of six if it, if if Chris Evans wasn't the guy because I really like Chris Evans. So it's not a knock on Chris Evans. I I wonder if this is a political statement because Tim Allen has been a little more right leaning. I don't know. Um, maybe he didn't want to come back, and, and it has nothing to do with that, right? I don't know. Could be that too. I'm I'm disappointed it's not Tim Allen to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I want I wanted it to be Tim Allen. Maybe he's he's working on the Toy Story movies, but to completely change the voice of the character, I that that really was just kind of a bummer to me, Jared. I'll be honest feels with you. Wrong. Feels wrong. It feels wrong. wrong. I've, Tim Allen has earned the right to do that character forever. I if we flip the roles and Chris Evans lost Captain America to some other guy that's really famous, I just wouldn't feel, feel right about it either. Yeah, it would feel he's, wrong. He's kept. He's Captain America. I don't know. The other two movies was Luca, a movie set in Italy about a boy named Luca. Really, really deep um, description there. Thank you, Pixar, <laughs> for that. Enough. That'll come in June. Fair enough. A little confused, fair enough, but fair enough. Um, but this one's exciting, too. Turning Red, it's a movie about a 13-year-old girl who, through pu- going through puberty, she transforms into a giant red panda when she gets excited. In development right now. This is wholesome. This is the kind of stuff that Pixar just churns out that you go, I didn't know I wanted that. I want it. Five out of six for me, Jarrett. <laughs> okay. Pixar movies. You heard it here first, guys. Jarrett does not like Pixar movies. Um, In terms of series, they're going to do a win or lose picks a long-form animated series about a middle school softball team. They're going to do a Cars series following Lightning McQueen and Mater. That'll be in fall 2022. They'll do Doug Days, a new series featuring the beloved dog, Doug from Up. Six out of six on that, Jared. I'm excited about that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did not hear that. That's good news. That's exciting. Pixar Popcorn, shorts featuring iconic Pixar characters. They've kind of been doing that already. They have a lot of shorts on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I think they're just going to keep churning out shorts. That's kind of where Pixar is going. It's like one or two movies a year, lots of shorts, which I think is fine. 
it's kind of it a weird critique. Sorry, go. Uh, no, go ahead. Quick. Go. Go ahead. One thing that frustrates me about Disney Plus is like, I put on those shorts for my my little guys all the time, and um, because of the nature of the way Pixar does theirs, they spread them out so they're all individual things on the Disney Plus screen. So if I watch one with my boys, it full stops at the end. It won't just roll into the next one. So like, as weird as this sounds, I'm excited for this just to have them all collected in one place so I can put it on for my boys and just let them roll through them. Yeah, that's a really good point. For for little kids, this is going to be huge. And and is there a better platform for parents ever? I love it. Like, I don't have to ever worry about what they're watching, ever. Yeah, and I like that they're putting everything else on Hulu. That's a really, really wise choice. I think that's the right choice. Even like with, because clearly Deadpool is going to be a big part of it. I know they didn't announce anything today, but I expect the next time they do this to talk about Deadpool. Yeah, for sure. That that that's my expectation. I think they're just trying to figure out how they're going to do it in the grant, and I think they're trying to prop up all these other characters before they get him into that craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Jared. I agree. Let's go to Disney Animation now. Uh, they're doing Raya and the Last Dragon that will premiere on March 5th, 2021. This looks great. I, I think like I follow a lot of um, Asian and Asian American uh, actors and actresses on Twitter. And, like, some of the stuff that's coming out there, they're like, okay, this is re- representative of this, this is representative of this. And, like, for that community, I mean, obviously, I'm not even remotely part of that. But for how excited they are, I'm glad that they're getting this. And and the trailers look amazing to me. Aquafina is phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. She She's phenomenal. She's hilarious in anything she's in. That's a great casting. Kelly Marie Tran will play Raya. That actress has had herself quite... A career uh, <laughs> and i don't say that in a loving way um yeah talk about star Speaking wars toxicity star wars fans yeah. jeez that poor girl she did not deserve that baymax a series based on the big hero six is arriving in early 2022 this is fantastic news yeah. fantastic absolutely baymax is one of my favorite characters i cannot wait yes it's because my name is max and i'm also big Zootopia Plus, a new series based on Zootopia, is hitting the streaming service in spring 2022. I can speak on behalf of my wife and tell you that's a 6 out of 6 for her. I give it a 4 out of 6. I think Zootopia is okay. Same. I'm with you. Tiana, based on The Princess and the Frog, is premiering in Disney Plus 2023. A long-form musical comedy series for Moana hitting Disney Plus in 2023. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is coming back for that. And then he will do a new movie set in Colombia called Encanto, and it's in development right now. And then this is a really interesting story, so I want to make sure I get this company name right real quick. Please. Uh, for Iwaju, the movie that is in development right or the TV series, forgive me, that is in development, written by Fakayu Adeola. Adeola. For, again, guys, if you're listening to me for the first time, I butcher names, so forgive me. Um Super interesting thing they said when they were showing this. The director of Frozen did these did this segment of it, Jarrett. And she said that the company that this um, Awaju is from in Africa said, we're going to try to kick Disney's bleep when we make this. They literally called out Disney. Wow. And, and uh, which I love. I love it. Um it's oh Kugali Media. There you go, right here. It's, it's in partnership with Kugali Media. That's what it is. And this this looks great. It's a science fiction series set in Lagos that talks about class, innocence, and challenging the status quo. 
it literally looks like Wakanda went through all of Africa. Oh, wow. It looks really good. This this is one of the surprising ones. I was like, oh, I'm interested in this. With Pixar, sometimes it's hit or miss with them, to be honest, Jared. Like, you're excited about Ryan the Last Dragon. I'm like, cool. I'm not going to see it, but maybe Tim will like it, my son. Um, I But Iwaju had me very interested leaning in. And I think if you're a fan of Moana, Encanto is going to be great, too. I, they're, they're really leaning into in Disney, like, what's worked, right? Like, they lean into these creators who have done it before. Yeah, absolutely. They, they really don't mess around with new people much or or you have to be a lower level success story so that's it on that um anything sticking out to you there that you want to talk about real quick Jarrett, while i go through my notes i will say just as a side note because we kind of ran through hulu pretty quickly um i don't know if you saw this but selena gomez is getting a, a comedy series with steve martin and martin short um, yeah that I'm looks great here I'll, I'll pull those i'll pull those up real quick i'll pull those up from our notes of talking of course. So shout out to Scott Higa. He 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 did a great rundown for me that I'm stealing from him. I'm stealing from like three different rundowns right now. But also, Scott's this really is from If I May. Her TV series is coming from This Is Us creators Dan Fogelman and Jess Rosenthal. Is that is that the one that's going to be Only Murders? Is them? Mm-hmm. Yes. The This Is Us creators are doing that. Yeah. Buck that kind of surprises me. That surprises me. I, I, if anybody listens to this show before, I'm the biggest This Is Us fan in the world. Love that show. Uh, the other shows that they talked about were Nine Perfect Strangers, a thrilling new series from creator David E. Kelly. It will star Nicole Kidman and Melissa McCartney. We don't know anything past that. Uh, and then The Unbelievable Tale of Elizabeth Holmes, The Dropout, will tell the story of the con artist, played by Kate McKinnon, that captured the world. We'll see what that does. And then this one was the most interesting one, Jared. I'm really glad you brought these up, Jared. Thanks for bringing these up. Mm-hmm. Dope Sick, a harrowing new drama and uh, series inspired by true events. Peter Scar- Sarsgaard, Rosario Dawson, Michael freaking Keaton, baby. Yeah, dude. That, that That's great. I mean, all four of those have really great actors. I mean, to really get Martin Short to come yeah. back essentially out of retirement and I mean to get Steve Martin, come on, bring him together yeah, again. I've, it's a really, really great job to get them and pairing them with someone who's young and has earned it. I I love it too. I think that was a great call too. Thank you, Jarrett, for saying that. I appreciate that. Um, couple little side Disney things that we'll talk about real quick. British Scooby Bop. Okay, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Emilio Estevez is back. Rating. You excited? No, no. Yeah, name. Six out of six. I love Diz. Or I mean, uh, I love Mighty Ducks. Love the it. concept. I was six out of six. The trailer. I do not. Four out of six. Okay. Haven't seen the trailer, so I, I'll I'll keep my excitement. Stay away from it. Uh, Mystery of the Benedict Society. I didn't pay much attention to this either. Uh, did you? Yeah. You have. You watch anything? Hocus Pocus two. Are you a Hocus Pocus one fan? Not really. No. Yeah. I know it's like a big cult following, but never drew me yeah. in. Yeah. Three men and a little baby. Zach Efron starring in this. This is going to be great. Yeah, I think he's 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 showing us that like he's got range, right? And like, there's not much he can't do right now. So yeah, and and awesome. he owes. I mean, he started with Disney. Why would he not come back? Right. Great call, bringing him back into the fold. A Beauty and the Beast prequel series with Luke Evans and Josh Gad returning as Gaston and Lafleur. Uh, Luke Evans is great, but that live Josh action, Gad is great. 
Josh Gad is also great, but that live action movie was horrible. It's really not Luke Evans or Josh Gad yeah. on this. This is the most we don't need this product mm-hmm. on the list. I, I fully agree. Almost all of these other ones, people are people are craving Mighty Ducks. You you got excited just talking about it. Hocus Pocus 2, there is an audience for that. Who on earth has asked for a Beauty and the Beast prequel series? Who in their right mind asked for that? Nobody. Weird people on the internet, I suppose. Oh, man. Percy Jackson and the Olympians? Jared? I vaguely remember watching the first one. This is meh to me. Two out of six, I don't care. Pinocchio with Tom Hanks as Geppetto? Sounds interesting, but I I feel like the live action ones are so hit or miss that I'm like... They're bad, Jarrett. They're bad. They're not doing well on these. Yeah. It, it's 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 interesting that they're making this choice. Like, they're sticking to it. And, and they did well with the Sleeping Beauty. Like, like, domestically, they really crushed that. I just... I'm not seeing it. But maybe they're really trying to lean into that nostalgia factor for kids, right? Just then, in a couple of years, it's back to the animated version. I don't know. Yeah, give it to... Like, they're giving it to a new audience. But again, like... My kids aren't going to care about this. I'm not going to care about this. Peter Pan and Wendy. Nope. Peter Pan is a character that gets made so much. It's been done. Yeah, it's been done and overdone. We've had Hook. We've had... And the thing is, it's been done well, and it's been done very poorly. And it's hard to go back to done very well. Especially with, like, don't get me started on all the racial insensitivity that exists in that. Yeah, that's one of those... And maybe that's the reason they're making it, so they can kind of get people away from it. Move on. I don't think it's that. That could that could very well be a reason they're doing it. Forget Peter Pan. Move forward. You know what I mean? Like, let's not mess around with this. The Little Mermaid. Thoughts on this one? No. <laughs> really? Really? Well, I mean, we've known the cast for a while for this, right? I mean, the casting was cool. Um, and I, I like progressive, obviously, as heck, which is awesome. But like, again, progressive. We'll see. Yeah, I I mean, sure, right, whatever. I I mean, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't call it progressive. Everyone that's on this list deserves to be there. No, no, I'm not saying that's absolutely not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying the casting choice was different than what people were expecting. They caught flack for it, but I think it was a good choice. I think it was no, the I, right choice. I'm, what I'm saying is I think certain companies just do it for fan service or do it to appease the political side. Sure. I do not feel this way about this product. I don't think that's the case. I'm no, not I, making I, that claim at all. Okay, I, I didn't think you were, but I'm I'm more so like I'm yeah. more so defending both of us. I'm like I get that. No, this is these are the right people in my opinion. Melissa McCarthy, I'm excited for her as Ursula. I think she can do great. Jacob Tremblay, Jacob Tremblay as flounder, dynamite. Javier Bardem as King Jane. <laughs> that will be interesting. David Diggs is the one that I love. Yeah, man. I think David Diggs is gonna kill this role. That's good and Aquafina's back. Get Aquafina in everything, Jarrett. She should be in every movie. Every animated movie should have Aquafina. She's a must-have. Halle Bailey will play Ariel. We'll see how that goes. That's that's the one. That's because she's the unknown, right? Like she really has to kill this job, this role. At least from seeing the way that that Disney casted um, Miss Marvel, right? Like that's a nobody that nobody had heard about. But she was a big fan of the series. She knew a lot about the mcu right like they did their research on her before they took that gamble and i'd like to think that the same respect is paid here we're like i trust that she's gonna do this well i, I disagree because miss marvel's never been seen before on Fair. screen she's Fair, never been represented Ariel's so ariel is is classic 
Yeah. She she is like a a founding member of Disney. I I think I think you're holding too much weight for Miss Marvel with that statement. I I think I think Ari, th- that is the most important. Job. And we talked about this last episode. Mark and I I, I said this on the last episode. I'll say it again. Women culturally, for whatever reason, sexism or classism, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, for whatever reason, they have to bring this. more when they act. People, oh, okay. People yes. Are, people are way more critical with them when they act, especially and, especially women who are minorities. And this is an unknown who's a child. You know what I mean? Like, and not only that, but you're putting her in an in a role that like a lot of people will take it personally if she doesn't do it well. Mm-hmm. Now, to those people, I'd tell you, get over it. It's a children's movie. But the point right. I'm saying is, is I just feel bad for that girl for what she's about to go through. Now, she she signs up for it, and she kind of assume I'm assuming knows the risk going into this. Yeah. And I agree. Any casting call that Disney makes, they're making that for a reason. Very rarely do I watch a Disney movie and I go, man, the acting was pretty poor in this scene. I'm just saying I feel for her. I feel like the support structure is there, though. But based off of this cast, like you can't look at these people and be like, well, they're not going to have her back. So I think at least in oh, that they're going to have like, her back. Yeah, she, but, yeah, so, so she that, has the support. Exactly. So that to me makes it even harder for her. I look at it the opposite as you. You look at it as like, oh, they're going to propel her up. I'm like, eh, yeah, but I think she's going to have to really grind here. Fair and enough. I think she can do it. I think it'll be fine. I'm just, that worries me. And I hope Disney really, really protects her. Because um, she's going to get a lot of flack. Like, it's different than Mulan. I think it's different than Mulan. Mulan went it's, a different it's route different with its tone. <laughs> it's different than the other movies. It's different than Sleeping Beauty. It's just different than than all these other live action movies they did. We're going on a tangent on this. Sorry about that. That's just my. I'm getting two weeks into this. All right, let's get into Marvel news. This is what you're. This is what you're listening to us for. We know. Um, Jared, I'm gonna start from the top. We're gonna rank. We're gonna rate all of these trailers if they had them and talk about it. Let's start with what's earliest, and I'm just gonna go in the order of what I see here. Wandavision coming January twenty fifteenth. Uh, excuse me. This <laughs> this trailer, man. What fantastic? <laughs> what did you think of this trailer? Give me a rating of this trailer. Oh, six out of six. I, I love that. Like they're playing into the sitcom. Like the, they're pay, playing into that bit hard. But like, there's also the fraying at the edges. It, it feels like very Twilight Zone to me, which is what I want from this. Absolutely. Yes, I think when we get the like retrospect discussion and. Uh, commentary on this show after the season's done that's what they're gonna say they're gonna say the tone was never sitcom the tone was twilight zone it was twilight zone and i think like it does it has like that stepford wives vibe to it where like it it feels wrong in all the right ways you know what i mean like it's too put together that you can see the frangs at the edges and like it builds that suspense in an interesting way i think the biggest thing for me is like how much they show like cribs right? Like cribs and baby products. And like, and I'm like, man, somebody did their homework on this. Somebody knows like what we as the fans want to see, which is that big question of, are the twins going to be in this at all? You know what I mean? So like, at least for that reason alone, I'm so excited because they, they showed some new stuff beyond the first trailer, but I think, well, Tiana Paris got, got more of like, she, she yeah, got to say, she got to speak. And, yep. As, and I really like that. And I like that Monica Rambeau's like, I don't know who I am. I'm like, oh, exactly. boy, that's, it's like it's like scary, but it's also it's it's creepy, scary, but funny. It's weird. It's it's 
It's all gobbledygook. I it's macabre. I six yeah, out of six this macabre. trailer as well. I have zero. What I really love about this trailer, Jared, and when I and when they said they were giving me a trailer, I was like, "Crap, they're gonna give it all away, aren't they?" Yep. They didn't give anything away. Mm-mm. I know nothing about this movie about this show. Excuse me. And, and I you're just it. left questioning, like, is this because because they showed like the tanks moving in or whatever, and it's like, okay, is this a Truman Show situation? Is this like in her mind? What is all this? And 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 I think that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Where like that suspense is building, and you just want to see this right now to get behind like what is going on in this in this world that she's built. Yeah. <laughs> I I really really like this trailer. Perfect timing right before Christmas. Absolutely. It it would be kind of cool if they put these like on the back end of like Mandalorian episodes. Yeah. Give us a spicy like preview of what's the Yeah, gun. it'd be cool if like they could any sort of I don't, of I don't want it to be ads, but it isn't yeah. ad, I guess. <laughs> it would just be cool to see some of this stuff. On the See Disney any ads at all from Disney ever. Yeah, that would be nice. That's true. I get it. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we got a trailer, Jared. I did this was one this was like on, on like, oh my gosh, we're getting a trailer for this. Rating of this trailer. I'd say five out of six. Um it, it left me wanting a little bit more, but I'm still so beyond excited that like none of that matters. I think this sort of like um what, what is that phrase? Like heavy is the head that holds the crown or whatever, like the pressure yeah. of what does this world look like without Captain America and having Sam like step into that role. And I think they're talking about like in the action scenes that they showed us was top notch. You know what I mean? Like we come to expect the sort of fighting style and action from what we got in uh, Captain America, the winter soldier. And I was like, man, is it, are we going to be able to enjoy this TV series if it isn't on that level? And I think at least from the little bit of the flying that we saw with him in the helicopter and stuff, like it looks like they paid attention to the stunts and it feels very action heavy as much as it is story. Yeah. I'm excited. Batrock and Zemo are coming back. Yeah. Um, which is nuts. Which is great. Batrock coming back is great too. I think that's mm-hmm. an underrated scene in the MCU personally. Yeah. Wyatt Russell is going to play us agent. Great pick there. I hope he's scary as heck, please. I want him to be just like frightening. Just intimidating and like masculine as heck. I, I want I want Homelander vibes. Yeah. Give me Homelander with that. Sharon Carter coming back too, Jared. I'm cool with this. I you know what, Jared? I'm gonna I, I wanna defend Emily Van Camp real quick. She deserves a bigger role in the MCU. I hope they give it to her. Yeah, she was she was way too fleeting for what she was in. Mm-hmm. She deserved more love. She didn't get it. It's also still weird to me that Cap made out with her, but then went back in time. It's a whole thing. Yeah, that's, let's that, not get into that. That's it's, the part yeah. of Captain America that's a little weird. Um, Loki. Oh, he looks great. Jiminy H. Christmas, Jared. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like this, this, this one. I mean, so you go from Wandavision, right? And you're like, I got no idea what's going on, but I feel like I've got a framework, right? I feel like I've it's got a, yeah. something to to grasp onto. With Loki. I've got nothing. I don't know what is. I can't even begin to speculate what's going on in this trailer. The the whole like the time, absolutely. I think I think the like weirdness of it spices it quite a bit. Go ahead. I would have liked I would have liked just a little more of like what's the plot? What's going on? What's going on with the plot? That's what I would sure. like. And and maybe sure. they couldn't right like saying anything at this point would 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 hurt it. But that's why it's a five out of six. This is one of the, like, with the first WandaVision trailer, I felt like I walked away with enough information. 
Mm-hmm. And even with the new Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer, I walked away with information. I was like, okay, this is what they're going to do. Okay, I'm I have a direction. But but with Loki, this is this is a hot mess, but I love it. And I know I know absolutely nothing about the Time Variance Authority. That was like yep. it, stuff that I never got into. I didn't get into Thor as much unless it was um, Jason Aaron's run. But I, I, this is not at all the direction I thought they were going to go with this. And I think that makes me even more excited because I'm like, okay, we fell in love with our Loki, right? What does this look like with whoever this new Loki that diverted from our timeline is. And I was like, man, I don't want to watch that series as much. And then the fact that I know nothing about this or what's going on drew me right back in. I agree. I mean, this is going to be directed by Kate Heron. Pretty unknown. I don't recognize any of the products she has. Uh, This is just one of those shows that I think the closer we get, this is going to need a killer first episode. I think it will. I think they'll knock it out of the park. I, I, I don't know. This this is this is uncharted territory for Marvel. Yeah. They've killed it with movies, but TV shows are different. It feels yeah, I mean like look at Inhumans and all that garbage. And I'm going to I'm going to speak a little bit. I'm going to talk about that with Hawkeye a little bit, Jared. I think Hawkeye is another show. Please don't hurt me, okay? Oh, are we going to fight? I didn't <laughs> I we might. I'm just saying okay. Hawkeye right now when you put it up next to these things, of course it's ground level work. Mhm. I have a hard time getting as excited about Hawkeye as I am about the other things. Let's dive into Hawkeye. Late fall 2021, I'm going to give this news a four out of six. I'm going to brace and tell you I'm your friend, and I love you. You're my guy, okay? Yeah. I got your back. I, I, yeah. I just, I will say I am cautious about this one. You, on the other hand, I would assume are a six. Six out of six. <laughs> <laughs> that was never in question. Now, real quick, Jared, we texted yes. before the show. I want to I want to give you an opportunity to speak on something that I sent. So I'm going to remind you, we put a spoiler w- bumper warning on the front end, but go skip ahead about a minute and a half because Jared's going to talk about something in this real quick. Um, so we'll give you a chance to do that right now. Jared, there's a picture that I sent you. We will put a picture, yep. a link to that in the show notes that essentially translates the a location that Hawkeye and um, Kate Bishop are sitting at with pizza dog by the way i know you're excited about that which is that translates amazing. to a, a a hearing doctor or someone that helps with hearing aids and things like that jared they're doing matt fractions hawkeye run no question. absolutely right like we 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 kind of thought that the, that was the direction they were going with the ronin stuff and then kate bishop and then early spoilers we got we got a little bit of pizza dog and i'm like okay that confirms it and then seeing talk this about pizza, can you talk about pizza dog like what's yeah. so special about pizza dog Okay, so the whole bit with Matt Fraction's Hawkeye is like he's a dude, like a like just a guy. You know what I mean? He's yes, somebody who's an Avenger, but really at the end of the day, he's like a very messed up guy trying to be an adult, trying to be responsible, but like is failing miserably. Right. So the whole this will pers- be set in twenty twenty five, by the way, people. So which is, yeah, which leads me to assume this is before Ronan. So so this whole bit is like. He and spoilers for this amazing comic, which you should eventually read. Um, I will be reading it now, Jared. You've talked about it's one it of for, those things, for two years. I'm so going to read it. This I'm is like my go-to for everybody. Anyways, so in the first issue, he's fighting these like tracksuit mobsters or whatever, and somebody runs over a dog, and like Clint Barton being Clint Barton and and you know finding homes for broken things, he picks up this dog, takes it to the vet. Assuming that, like, this is not going to be his dog. He's going to drop it off at the vet. 
the the collar on the the dog's collar says arrow which is like one of the best jokes i've ever seen in any comic book because he's like absolutely not i'm not naming my dog arrow which spoiler um i named my personal dog one of the first dogs that chris and i had who you know has gone to be with the lord since then but his name was arrow because of lucky the pizza dog um and throughout the whole series like lucky is a part of the hawkeye family it's it's lucky the pizza dog who helps him solve crimes and does all this stuff along oh with him. It, it no, sounds, like there is a. It whole, sounds cheesy, but it's not. It's so good. There's a they and like only only David Aja could illustrate this, but they do. They actually do a series where like they the Hawkeyes can't solve this crime, but the whole issue is Pizza Dog sniffing out this crime, and it is. I know that sounds so dumb, but it is one of the best comics I've ever read in my entire life. Are they gonna call them both the Hawkeyes? I hope they do. Oh, Jared, that's bad. They call okay. So the thing is, like, they call Clint Clint, and they call Kate Kate. Yeah, but like, they're both hot. Oh, yeah. The hot. Um, I will say, like, to to what you were talking about earlier with the hearing loss. Um, so so David Aja, and I'm gonna read this quote from him because it's still one of the it's it's part of the reason why this series I recommend to everybody because they they paid so much respect to this. So David Aja said this: If you're ever reading Hawkeye number 19 and you feel like you don't get it at all, this is the series where this whole issue, they they get rid of all the words, right? Because Hawkeye can't hear, so you can't see the speech bubbles. So so keep that in mind. It says if while reading so Hawkeye, so you think 19, we're gonna get? Hold on, do you think we're gonna get an episode where they they don't talk? Like you can't hear anything. I hope so. I absolutely hope so, and I hope like they don't do I subtitles. I think they're gonna they're gonna do that. I hope they don't do subtitles, and I hope they don't do sound for that episode. And like. That's people totally are gonna feel gonna yeah. absolutely and like like people are gonna feel uncomfortable, but that's that's hundred percent on purpose. So so he says, if you don't get it, if you find obstacles, congrats, you're starting to learn what it's like to be disabled. Hmm. And I think that is like one of my favorite parts about this series is like they don't they don't cut corners, they don't make it easy for you. They really play into the fact that like Hawkeye cannot hear. And there are real people in the real world who deal with these problems because that's the whole thing is like they make Clint human with human problems, with human responsibilities, and he fails horribly at all of them. I think six out of six. This whole series looks great for me. I am optimistic, and Jarrett, I will watch this whole series because I trust your judgment. Whether whether I even like the first episode or not. Yeah. But this, to me, is a show. They're going to have to be very, very, very creative. Mm-hmm. And that that's a choice of like not having an episode where he's deaf. I think it's a great choice. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very creative choice I, I endorse. What if the animated series from Marvel Studios that will feature the voice acting of many MCU stars, touching in the trailer, you can hear Chadwick Boseman's character in his What If story. Um, Jared, six out of six on this trailer. And this concept absolutely. is brilliant. Anybody who reads comics knows the What If series are always the most fascinating to read at times, especially when you are really into an arc and then they talk about a different thing that could have happened in that arc. You know, with secret invasion, secret wars, those kinds of things. I just think this is a great, great concept. I love that they're making it animated. I love that everybody's coming back to do it. And I like that this is going to be kind of a goodbye for Chadwick Boseman, I think. I think this is going to be a cathartic thing for Chadwick Boseman, who Feige also announced will not be recast in Black Panther 2, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. What do you think of this, and what do you think of the trailer? Six out of six for me. I think it looks great. Six out of six. I think they're telling interesting stories in, like, this is one of those mediums that they can do literally anything with. And I think the fact that like 
if we have one bad episode, we don't have to sweat it because like we know a new one's coming on the way with a new story and a new plot line. And again, like you said, like when I was younger and I was picking up comic books, I was either looking for series specifically that I was trying to collect or I was like, man, I can't invest in a new series right now. I'm going to pick up a what if. Yes. And so a lot of my favorite stories from a kid are those just like, man, what if Rogue was Thor, right? Like what if Rogue had all the power of Thor or like, what if Captain America was in the Wild West? You know, all these great stories that came out of that. And I think you have opportunities to give directors a try, you know, without giving them a full series or a full movie and say, like, is this a good fit for what we can do going forward? And and really play in those spaces. The what if I love is the hair is the um, Harry Osborn gets a cold of the Infinity Gauntlet. Norman yeah, Osborn. Sorry, Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn. That's a great one. That's a really, really great. It's a really, really great one. Read that one. Um, he announced three new series. This is where I, this is where I'm fascinated. So we're going to talk about a bunch of series real quick that are brand new. Some of these were like that day we heard others were like, we'd heard about it, but we didn't know. So let's talk about what we had heard about. And we got a little more information on moon Knight is coming. They did not announce Oscar Isaac though, Jared. <laughs> we know. We know. I know, but they didn't announce him yet. That makes me worried a little bit. Do we know? I think it, it it would be hard for them to pivot at this point, but it is possible. They played, if you remember, they played cat and mouse with uh, Haley Seinfeld as Kate Bishop for, and they did with Tatiana Maslany too with She-Hulk. She right, was denying right. it, they were denying it, and then he came out and said they did it. So I don't know. Yeah, Miss Marvel uh, is is obviously we talked about her. Uh, Aman Vellani, uh, pretty cool. Uh, Vellani will be in Captain Marvel too. Right. Pretty exciting there. Uh, obviously with Monica Rambeau as well. She'll be in it as well. The actor, I forgive me, the actress of her. I don't have her name on me. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. There's a lot of names here. <laughs> um, and She-Hulk, we're also going to get Bruce Banner. But the big story here was Abomination Tim Roth is coming back, Jarrett. That is like. Uh, That's massive I, I thought, to me. That's a big deal. I thought deal. they left. Yeah. I thought they left that whole thing on the cutting room th- floor, which like. That's not my favorite movie. Actually, I think I, you know, maybe two out of six if I'm lucky on that one. Two but out like, of six, The Incredible Hulk. I hated that movie. No, but it's not it a wasn't, two out of it six. Wasn't at, it wasn't at, it, it wasn't the sake of Abomination. I think that was a great casting. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just excited. I think Tim Roth was a very positive part of that. I think Abomination is going to be great in this story arc. Do we, I, know, I can't remember if this is a rumor or if this is confirmed, but... Um, do we know that Charlie Cox is coming back for sure? Because I believe that was she who she. So news. this is interesting, Jared. So I want uh, after I'm done sharing this, share the uh, idea you had of of the story they might do with Old Man Cap. So um, I heard when Kevin Feige was speaking, he said, "You never know who could show up in a Marvel courtroom." Love it, absolutely love it. I think that was him saying Charlie Cox is coming back. Now, the question I have is, because I know there's rumors with him in Spider-Man 3. They didn't talk about Spider-Man 3 at all, which I'm cool with, I'm fine with. Because we got so much more, we don't need Spider-Man 3 information right now. I think, I'm scared with Spider-Man 3 that it's going to be the Netflix universe Charlie Cox that's in it. Sure. That scares me. I, yeah. I want Charlie Cox to be in the MCU. Yeah, I get that. And what, what room were you talking about yesterday when we talked? When, when we were chatting, I was going over, like, what are some possible storylines that they can do with this? And I remembered, because I, I briefly read the She-Hulk series. 
and I like most of it is not really my thing. But I remember there was a storyline that they set up perfectly already in the MCU, which is Captain America has lost his super soldier serum and is an old man, right? And he's standing trial for a crime that he committed as a kid. And the trial is for the case of murder. So She-Hulk, you know, agrees to defend him. She walks into the courtroom and the prosecution is none other than Daredevil. So you have Daredevil and She-Hulk trying to argue um, defense and prosecution for a murder case with Captain America. And it is one of the best runs of any comic arc I've ever seen. And in an otherwise unremarkable series. And I think, man, this is exactly what I would love to see in this. Um, If they don't do this, I am going to be so mad. Chris Evans will... This isn't reported. This is just me pontificating. Chris Evans is going to come back at some point. Yeah, and what a great way to do it. And and so will Robert Downey Jr. and Ironheart, which we're going to talk about in a minute. He's going to come back at some point in that product, even if it's for a a brief moment. Or as a Um, hologram or whatever the case may be. I think She-Hulk is going to be the one where it really expands the political side of this. I'm yeah. getting. I, I wonder if this is going to be like an Ally McBeal kind of show. Oh, that would a little be cool. bit. Yeah. I think that'd be a cool route to go with it. Moon Knight, I think, is more of a religious perspective, and I think Miss. I think they go more thriller with that one. I think it's more like, I hmm. okay, it, and you can read my whole thread. I put a whole thread on Twitter if you want to check it out. It's I believe it's at the Infinity Bear, but I would like this to be a psychological thriller and it, like something in the vein of like Memento. I want you mm. to be unsure as what you're seeing on the screen and constantly questioning what's real and what's fake with Moon Knight. I think that's the direction you have to go to make it interesting. Don't do anything else with it. Miss Marvel feels like a Disney um, channel show. Yeah, which I'm cool with. Like, that's that's the age group. I'm, I'm cool with it, too. Like, I think it's like a Disney channel show, but then all of a sudden a, gun, a gun's pointed at her head. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got to fight a person with a gun. I, I think that's the route. And obviously, I think the cultural perspective, too. Diving very deep with their directors. You can see that in the sizzle reel they did. I mean, they are pulling directors I've never heard of representing the Indian population. I, I'm, I'm here for it. The Pakistani yeah, and Indian population, I'm here for it. Let's go. I, I think Miss Marvel is a great character. She's a newer character. And I love that she's going to Captain Marvel too as well, Jarrett. I, I think that's a great call. I know there was a lot of conversation of whether Secret, Secret Invasion would be happening in that sh- movie. And maybe there's still a chance that could happen and they're just kind of saying that Miss Marvel's in there to kind of get people invested in the TV show. Right. We'll see. It'll be interesting. We'll talk about a couple other things here in a bit. Let's talk about the other three projects. And this is where the rubber really hits the road, Jarrett. Yeah. Ironheart is happening with Dominique Thorne engineering pro- playing engineering proje Riri Williams. Dude, they are doing Ironheart. This is cool. This is big news. This is insane. I, I think this is the most out... like. On a list that has some out there products here, this is the most insane one to me. Th- like this movie, this just got made years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think too, like the thing is, and and if you listen back to our old episodes, I've been talking about this literally since the beginning where I was like, they need to have a young Avengers. And I've been wondering like, okay, who do you have pilot that? Who's Who's the, who are your big three? Who's your Thor? Who's your Captain America? Who's your Iron Man? And, Obviously, following the success of Endgame, the biggest question was, who is Iron Man for this younger generation? And having Ironheart is literally the perfect fit. A lot of people said it's going to be Morgan. It's going to be that whole thing. I think Ironheart's where it's at. I think she needs to lead the team. 
And, and I'm glad we got confirmation of this news. So is this Ironheart, Miss Marvel, and then who else? Ironheart, Miss Marvel, we'll get the twins from WandaVision. We have Cassie Lang. Um, I didn't even talk, we haven't even talked about Cassie Lang yet. I know. I have, th- dude, there's so much. We have Kate Bishop as like an yeah, older member. Kate Bishop member. could like, be in it. Yep. Kate, th- Kate Bishop could be in it. Yeah. She, honestly, she could be the leader. Yeah. There's so much to this. Like, I, I think I t- first talked about this when we did, I can't even remember which movie we were reviewing, but I was like, man, they're, they, I think they're building up to this. And at the time, it was like a crazy conspiracy theory. But after all we've seen, especially with, again, we watched the trailer today, I think it's happening. Well, and there's been a demand for cultural shift in representation. So unfortunately, with Marvel, their catalog is slim outside of strong white families. Well, right. And like, like, look at. Right. So like, so that's, you're seeing Shang-Chi and Ironheart and, and I just. Miss Marvel. And I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm here for it. I think too, like the demographic is like older white men. Yes. So not only are you trying to reach like minority communities that need that sort of representation, but also like kids, you know what I mean? Like I've said it before and I'll say it again. My boys, their Spider-Man is Miles Morales. They see the other Spider-Man. They're like, oh, it's dad's Spider-Man. Right. And I think if the MCU wants to continue and find success, they need to have kids say like, Oh, that's my Iron Man. That's Ironheart. That's that's for me. That's mine. Marvel learned this with Black Panther. Absolutely. They learned it when Black Panther was a, a killer. And the thing that got people going in Infinity War was Black Panther dying. Yeah. Absolutely. That's when they learned it. And absolutely. they said, and, and I mean, even with Chadwick Boseman passing in real life, people are like devastated about this. Yeah. And I mean, obviously Marvel is for money's sake too, but um, I, I think that's where they learned it. Mm-hmm. I think they just learned this lesson, and I think that's why these are the characters they're choosing. And I will say this, Jared. This is what I'm going to say about it, and, and this it, it does make me nervous from the consumer perspective. I, I'm it's Again, I, I will beat this drum. Disney Plus has one problem. They have to market well. Yeah, and they haven't. Netflix has, su- Netflix has sucked at marketing. They, they, uh, there should be there on, honestly, Disney plus should have a show where they, all they do is talk about their shows. Yeah. And it, it's, it's on the whole time you're looking through your stuff and it should be, it, that's it great. Should, just have it floating there. It should just be host and it should be every week should be a new episode that it just automatically plays. Yeah. So it catches your eye and consumers should have an email every week of the new stuff. Joe McHale up there just telling you, like, this is what to expect from Marvel going forward. Yeah, I'm with I you. I mean, with Disney, you'd probably want... I mean, Jeff I don't Goldblum. know. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Ironheart. Don't know Riri Williams. about this one. But, you uh, goblins. Mm, looks exciting. <laughs> no, I, I just think that's the one thing that scares me about these, these minority characters, Jarrett. Is I think people are going to look at it as go, oh, Disney is just making a push for this because yeah. it's like, no, they these characters have been they're established. Not. They're part yeah. of the lore. They, they're important, sure. Are, uh, culture, they're important, no question. But more important, they're fun. Miss Marvel is fun. Yeah. Fun character, great character. I I'm excited for her. I am. The briefest aside, because I know we're going a little bit long, but like the backlash from Miss Mar or Captain Marvel right was insane and like you have people out here pretending to be fans of this stuff you know saying like oh well marvel comics isn't about that carol danvers was like (laughs) has been around forever and they scoffed at that carol danvers was doing civil war 2 before that movie even came out 
That's so and like get the heck out of here yeah. with that. Carol Danvers is is a massive character in that universe. So if somebody comes at Ironheart, it's like, no, buddy, this is established. Yep, it's we established and it's a perfect and if you're like, I want Robert Downey Jr. back, guess what the best way to get him back is? Ironheart. Yeah. That's the best way you're gonna get him back at this point. Yeah. Suck it up. Don Cheadle. <laughs> We're moving on. You and I could talk about this for hours, Jared. We literally have for 90 minutes. Um, Don Cheadle will come back as James Rhodes. I three out of six this, Jared. It's Armor Wars is a great line. I love the comic line. Yeah. Don't need it. This is the yeah. one we don't need. This this yeah. is too much. It's 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 extra. It's too extra. I'll watch it. Will I consume it? You bet. But I'm not foreseeing this one being good. I'll be honest with you. I, I actually think this one might be bad. I'm, but we'll I'm, see. I'm optimistic I'll give it a four out of six, but like again, yeah. Eh. This is the one that knocked my socks off. Secret Invasion will be a Nick Fury led series. He will reprise his role as Shield Director alongside Ben Mendelssohn's skull shapeshifter Talos. No release debt date yet. Jarrett, two let's let's start with the Secret Invasion thing. I have another question after this. What did you think of this news? I six out of six this, and I absolutely applaud them for making it a series. Yeah, I I, I thought that this was going to be phase two, but with the relationship that they've had with the scrolls, I think this is. I think this is well because if they have so many products on TV, they have to connect them. I think this is the connection show. I think I think it's I think it's phase two for the TV series, or I guess phase one for the TV series, but I think phase two is is going to be Kang. Right. Like we've had that confirmed. I think that's the big thing. So like for that reason, I am actually excited, even though it isn't phase two for the Marvel, you know, MCU movies. I think the fact that this is going in the short form and going to be a major focus for probably the TV series, I'm actually more excited for because I think that there's a lot more they can do with that. And we saw the writing on the wall with this. We've been talking about this forever. Yeah. 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 Captain Marvel opened that door. Right. I'm just saying, I think that's where Samuel Jackson's going to go. I think he's going to hop from show to show. Yeah. And I think like, Glad to keep him around because I know he's been biting yes. at, at, at making sure that he stays in this. It's the same conversation as Mace Windu. Get him back mm-hmm. as Mace. Absolutely. Um, ben Mendelsohn's in that show too. He's a dynamite actor and to keep him around in Talos. Still pretty mind-blowing to me that he was um, Samuel Jackson's character in the second, second Spider-Man. That's great. That was such that a was good like, twist. That was like, oh, oh, excuse me. That was yeah. awesome. I loved that. Second question, Jarrett. Percentage chance... That Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is involved in this show. I think it's high. I think it's, uh, let's go 80s. I'm going to say 50-50. I think they're thinking about it. The way that the way the show ended, they can do it. Okay, so, and, and that, this is, again, this is like deep in Little Bits territory, right? But um, the actress who plays uh, Quake, why can't I think of her name? Oh, uh, uh, Chloe, ben- Chloe Bennett. Yeah, Chloe Bennett went on Twitter and just said like the most vague, exciting tweet ever in the middle of all this Marvel and Disney stuff, right? And fans have been going nuts about one of two things. Either they they suspect that she'll be Dr. Aphra in the Star Wars series, which I know you know nothing about because she's from the comics. Never heard of him. I six out of six that if she is Dr. Aphra. But equally as likely is she reprises her role as Quake in some of these new Disney series. Or the, the new Marvel series, which again, also exciting news. I wasn't as big of a, a um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan as you were. Um, 
but like it's still good and it brought a lot like i know people love that series who won't ever watch the movies which is odd to me but right um, and i guess i guess it was more of like could they just soft reboot them in it i i think they could yeah i don't think they need to um i i like the idea better of them hopping from show to show sure so like and and I like the and I'm assuming this is how they'll do it is every show you're going to find out at the end of the season some major character is a scroll. Right. I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. Pizza, the pizza dog will be a scroll. Please no. Please yes. Please please no. Clint, you can make Clint a scroll cuz that's happened before but like <laughs> Clint is oh that leave, would that would be leave that would pizza be dog alone. That'd be very interesting. Um, Marvel Studios working on a new Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for Disney Plus due out in 2022. My wife gives this a six out of six. I give this a three out of six. Every time we do holidays, holiday specials are a bad idea, people. I think that's the point. I think it's supposed to be weird and like uncomfortable and funny. Yeah, you think you think they're trying to kind of rip off of the like, you think yeah, they're trying absolutely. to rip off the Star Wars bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll still and consume like, it though. It doesn't matter. You're right. James Gunn is the guy to I'll do. I'll still it too. watch it. Yeah, they're gonna film it during Guardians of the Galaxy three, uh, set to release in twenty twenty three. We already knew that though, right? I mean, that's nothing. Uh, there's also an I Am Groot short series. I think this is great. My son's gonna love it. My two year old son, one of his favorite books is the uh, Groot book. All he does is he grabs the books and he goes Groot. Still can't put the T on the end. That's great. I love it. It's awesome. That'll be great. Uh, we talked about it, but Black Panther two will not recast. Chadwick Boseman. I think this is a great choice by Marvel. The audience. I, the right choice. I think everybody's going to forgive them no matter what route they take. Would you prefer they kill him in the interim or just say he's done and he went to be married with the uh, whoever he wants to be married with? What do you think? If it was me writing and directing this, I would probably write him off. Like, do something where he's not there for a while and then find a way to talk about it later. Um, I don't think you just like rip that bandaid off right away, but I'm not directing. Uh, the audience so. is going to know though, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, they know. It's, we know, it's a unique but, like, circumstance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, we'll see. I, I would rather they kill him in the interim. I think that would be fine and have a funeral for him. Sure. Oh, uh, that's heck good. even bring like ma- major Marvel characters for it. That would be cathartic. I think that would be nice. I think it'd be cathartic. I think it'd be a great pre- credits or pre Marvel Studios logo thing. Yeah. You know, and maybe in the background of the funeral, the villain for the next movies in it. Um a third Ant-Man film, <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania is officially in development. Peyton Reed is back. Doggone it. <laughs> I I can't stand Peyton Reed, Jarrett. He's so vanilla. These movies are so vanilla and it's his fault, in my opinion. Because I think Paul Rudd could do more. Yeah. I don't like it. Quantumania will introduce Jonathan Majors as King. We've talked about this before. Six out of six. We love him on um, Lovecraft Country. I just started. That's so good. He's a phenomenal actor. He's remarkable. When I saw it, I was like, they need to hire him. And then like two weeks later, they hired him. Yeah. Great. I was like, Marvel is so on top of this. That's crazy. The name is so stupid, Jarrett. That name is so bad. I think it's trying to be funny. Yeah, it's not landing. It's stupid. One out of six, the name. I I know the movie will be great because they're gonna. We already know what they're gonna do. Quantum Realm. Well, and it's Paul Rudd. Kang the Conqueror will get involved. He'll be pissy. It'll be a vanilla movie. Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly. Like, how do you make that a bad movie? But still, I'll have fun. I will have fun. Yeah. 
We're going to have a great time. It's going to be fun. Everyone's going to have a good time. But just I get it, but I get it. Just uh, just just I I'm just I'm just mad about it. Catherine Newton will play Cassie Lang. It will not be the gal from um Avengers Endgame. Okay. I don't have her name in front of me. Oh, Doctor I- Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will tie in both the upcoming WandaVision and Sony's Spider-Man movie. Benedict Cumberbatch will be back, as well as Rachel McAdams and the rest of the cast. We already we knew, knew all this. Coming. Yeah. How do you think it's going to tie in? Do you, like, I mean, is it the percentage chance of Spider-Man three being a Spider-Verse movie is like ninety eight percent, right? Yeah, and but I think it's like, I think people are expecting it to be Spider-Verse, and it won't be. No, it will not. It'll it'll be a. They'll dance around all these worlds. These guys will be in it for a little bit. They won't be in yeah. it for the third act. I agree. And I and like I trust Kevin Feige explicitly. And like this is so interconnected that like I think they'll do it well. I, I think Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire might be in the third act. And I'd be fine with that, by the way. I, I'm I it's it's what we all want. We all want it. Um I want Doctor Strange to be in it more than the first act. Yeah, I agree. But we'll see. I, I don't I, I want Doctor Strange. I am a huge fan of Doctor Strange being more invested in these projects. And I know Benedict Cumberbatch's contract is like very slim compared to other people. And he seems to be enjoying the role, which I think is important. And like he's connected things in an important way. Obviously, like we'll see more of that come in here in Doctor Strange too. But like I agree. I think it needs to be more important. Fantastic Four movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're like, we've done so much that we have nothing else to give. The logo looks great. I don't know how I can be excited about a logo, but they're doing it finally. Thank you. Now tell us who well, the actors we, are. Yeah, we don't tell know us who the actors are. That, that's the, the next step. That's right. One thing I forgot to talk about: Obi Wan Kenobi Star Wars series. Jared, Hayden. We got Hayden Christensen. Back. Which are is you cool? Are you excited about this? Absolutely. I think he gets like. Let's be honest. His acting wasn't stellar in the prequels, but I think give him another shot. Right, like. Again, talking about toxic Star Wars fans, people tore him apart. And I think, like, give him a chance to reprise himself. I don't think he's that bad of an actor. Yeah, I agree. Let's get to the top five. The. We're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. Every week we like to do a water cooler discussion, top five where we talk about the top five things of a specific topic. That was a really poor intro, but whatever. Let's talk about the top <laughs> five. That was like bottom five. That is not making the top five of Max Max's intros mm-hmm. of top fives. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the top five things you're excited about from Disney+. Plus. Jarrett, we're going to start with you. What is your number five? Okay, so because this is such a long episode, I'm going to not do my honorable mentions. Partly no, because please it don't. Literally... We don't do we don't do honorable mentions here. I would gesture just vaguely to the entire like hour and a half we've just talked about as my honorable yes. mentions. Yes. Um, but no, I at number five I have Patty Jenkins doing Rogue Squadron again. Like I didn't know that she was doing Star Wars. I originally thought that she was somehow involved in Captain Marvel too. But either way, like give me more Patty Jenkins in anything that she wants to do. I I I, I seriously I was on my couch and I had to like stop everything I was doing. And I was like, Christian, Patty Jenkins is going to be directing a, a Disney show. Um, love this news. I think she's great for it. And I think Rogue Squadron is something that like we kind of thought was cut 
uh, when they made the shifts from Legends to the new canon. And the fact that they're like paying respect to these, you know, Lucas properties that existed back in the day, I think is really cool because there's a lot of stories there that we don't want to leave by the wayside. And what an amazing director to do this. So that's my number five. Um, at number four, or sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, number five for me is She-Hulk. Love the idea of of that they could they could introduce it in an Ally McBeal style. I think that's the route they're going to go, and I that's think it's cool. going to be I good. I think it's going to be more courtroom drama than we think. I'm here for it. I think the character's great. I think it's going to be one of the more interconnected shows, She-Hulk. Yeah, I think the duality of that is really cool. We're like she's an Avenger, but she's also a a lawyer. Yeah, and she's um, and she's and they're going to talk about her being a woman too, right? Yeah, I think that's that, that's a huge part of her character in the comics that I think will be big in this show. That lawyers are usually a boys club and all this, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, number four is Secret Invasion. Um, if you haven't been around for a while, we've been talking about this forever. That's one of my all-time favorite comic arcs, and I think it's cool that they're doing this in the TV series as opposed to the movies. Uh, six out of six, love it. My number four is Patty Jenkins. We've beaten that drum a lot, but I, I'm I'm stoked for her to take Rogue Squadron. I would have no, I would not have nearly as much hype for this if it wasn't for her directing it. I give her number four. Number three is Doctor Strange. I like Doctor Strange because he's one of my favorite characters in the comics. I think Benedict Cumberbatch needs to lead the MCU moving forward now that Chadwick Boseman is gone. Um, it needs to be him and Brie Larson, in my opinion. And I think this movie is going to be a great way for them to do it. I hope he signs on for like eight more movies. And I hope he really is a centerpiece of this series. I'm really excited for him. Side note, I'm excited for him in What If. The stuff that they showed with him in the trailer of What If was dynamite and felt like it was a Kirby page jumping out onto yeah. the screen. I'm excited for Doctor Strange and how it connect with uh, WandaVision and Spider-Man 3 as well. Jarrett, you're number three and two. Um, number three is Taika Waititi doing his unnamed movie. Um, I think give this guy whatever you want. Uh, I'll always be excited about it. We were talking about Hunt for the Wilder People in our Infinity Bros chat, and like that movie is great. Uh, I think he takes things and does interesting stories with them in a way that like no other director can do. Um, number two is Young Avengers slash The Champions. Uh, I'm including Ironheart and all the other news in with this. I think it's it's nice to see this representation, not just from uh, a diver- diverse cast of characters of different uh, ethnic and social backgrounds, but also like having an Avengers that's for a younger generation. I think that's needed because right now superhero movies feel like you know, they're for our age, white man, millennials. And I think it's cool to have that representation with the younger crowd. And we've been talking about this forever, so I won't beat that drum. I think this is all good. And I think people need to give it a chance. Don't judge it. Ironically, do not judge it, judge it off its skin color, people. Don't do that. Just give it a chance like you gave everything else a chance. If you gave Thor 2 a chance after watching Thor 1, you can give She-Hulk a chance, people. You mean Thor 3 after watching Thor 2? I'm serious. I think if you, I'm uh, Thor two or Thor one. Yeah. I mean, Thor one was okay. I'm just saying those movies were okay. Yeah. And at the bare minimum of these TV shows are okay. It's great. Number two for me is WandaVision. Um, I can't, I, I'm really excited for this and we get it first. And I really like that. I really, really want this to be interconnected with Dr. Strange. I want her to have a huge role in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope she does. I think this is going to be a massive, massive show. I'm eager to see how they're connecting everything. They've got some background plan with all these characters oh, yeah. to connect them all eventually. Absolutely. I'm dying to know what it is. <laughs> and I think we're going to get the first glimpses of that in this movie. 
My number one is Secret Invasion, Jarrett, because I think they're going with an Avengers-style TV show. I think they're going to aim for Defenders. That'll be great. I think that's they're going to do a Defenders-style Disney Plus show for the just for the TV shows. We didn't talk about Shang-Chi, obviously, um, but, but Shang-Chi is an example of like, that will go towards the movies, not mm-hmm. the TV shows. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I think you're going to see Secret Invasion be a dance around with all these shows. Maybe like Kate Bishop will tag along with him to assemble this group of young Avengers that obviously appears to be coming on the horizon. That could be it. That could be announced there. Um, my number one, if I could. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, at number one, I have Hawkeye and Moon Knight. Couldn't pick one of these. Uh, again, if oh, you're a friend geez. of the show, okay. you know. We should have just skipped. We should have skipped your number. <clears throat> six out of six. I love these. Um, yeah. For the next half hour, I'm going to talk to you about why I love Hawkeye and Moon Knight both. Uh, coming in at and number on that five note, we're of my top five you. Moon Knight arcs. We're, we're grateful that you came on to the Infinity Bros podcast today. Jared, thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. This has been a blast. You carried me, you carried me in particular on the Star Wars stuff. I got gotcha. you. That's what I'm here yeah. for. I know. That's why I need you. Thank you, listeners, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for making us part of your day, week, or month. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go to theinfinitybros.com if you want to check out more of our story. You can follow Jarrett at The Infinity Bear. You can follow me at MaxMoser73, and you can follow us at The Infinity Bros on those platforms. As always, we love you guys, 3000. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.